Shalom Alechem. Asalamu Alaikum. Those are the ways that I was greeted when I spent time in Israel. And they're actually really fitting for what we're starting out here tonight. You see, whether in Arabic or in Hebrew, the common greeting was peace be upon you or peace be with you. In fact, it's such a good greeting that we wanted to start off our Advent season by doing something that may be familiar to many of you and doing the passing of the peace. And so whether you're joining us online or you're here with us for this recording, I'm going to say, may the peace of the Lord be with you all. And I'm going to ask that you all respond with what's on the screen and also with you. Do you think we can do that? And that means you as well. All right, so let's, let's give it a try. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. See, wasn't that great? Don't you all feel better? We're going to start each of our Advent sermons with that same phrase because we are talking all about peace this Advent. See, Christmas has a lot of associations with peace in my mind, right? I, now being a Minnesotan dweller for 10 plus years, think that I can say that I understand what Christmas time in Minnesota is like. And there's often snow. And that snow just brings like this peaceful feeling. Right, you got the new fallen snow. You might wake up early, go downstairs, have a warm, steamy cup of coffee. Maybe if there's kids in the house, they slowly descend and join you. Maybe you have some candles, and like uh, it's just like this peaceful moment and feeling that I picture when I think of Christmas and Advent. And for most of us, Advent actually brings a lot of chaos, a lot of not peace with it. See, it brings along the realities. Of life. And those realities include Christmas shopping. I mean, it, we're filming this right before uh, what used to be known as Black Friday, the most craziest shopping day of all time. That definitely was not a peaceful experience as someone who worked in a mall uh, at a coffee shop on days like that. Let me tell you. But there's, there's the Christmas shopping. There's the extended family gatherings. I had my first of which last night, and my kids brought a very real element of not peace due to some tantrums that were included. Um, there's the fact that kids are off school and the disrupted schedules. There's the financial burdens. There's the politics that come in. There's all kinds of stress. Even around the food, there can be stress, whether it's the making of it or the consuming of it or, or the allergies. There's a million different things that can bring stress in this season. And even for kids, right, you think all about kids having Christmas and, like, the joy of presents. But have you ever been a kid waiting for Christmas? It is not a peaceful experience. I remember waiting for Christmas. There are, like, five family gatherings and three church services that I have to get through before I can open one present. That is not a peaceful experience. It's like, ugh, come on, just get to the presents. And that's not even to mention the ongoing realities of our world today. There's the economic concerns. There's the stock market. There's, you know, we just finished a conversation around gender and identity, for goodness sake. Like, things are not peaceful leading into this season. There's violence and fear and global disasters. There's midterms and job reviews and unemployment. And then there's those of you that bring a different kind of sadness into this season. There's those of us who've experienced great loss, and the Christmas season is an even harder time. It's a time where apparently everyone else gets to experience joy and elation, and you are left feeling alone and vulnerable. If that's you this season, I want you to know that we see you, and that I believe this message is also for you, and maybe even especially for you. 
Okay, so did that do it for you guys? Does anyone feel a little anxious in here just having talked about that? Because the truth is, just talking about those things can start to rob us of the peace that we talked about Christmas, you know, supposedly being all about. I mean, even just me writing those words, every time I've said them in practice or writing them down, I got anxious. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Just talking about these things robs us of the peace that we're supposed to have. Although we can quickly speak about the peace of Christmas, experiencing the reality of the peace in the Advent season is a different story altogether. And so if there are things already robbing you of peace before this Advent season has really even begun, then I think there's a word from the Lord for you this morning. And I think that word comes in the form of a question. Where do you need the Prince of Peace to show up this Advent and arrest the things that are robbing you of peace? Where do you need the Prince of Peace to come in and say, okay, peace robbers, you're under arrest, you're coming with me, peace has arrived. And I tell you what, I had a great time imagining this in my mind, right? Jesus arriving on the scene in his heavenly police car, which being from New Jersey, I actually picture the horse from, uh, you know, Revelation, like him riding in on that Central Park Ranger style, coming in and throwing the, the, you know, handcuffs on my personification of my fears and my anxieties and the economy and my crying children and taking them all away and throwing them in whatever heavenly jail he takes them to. And then coming back and being present with me so that I forget how many days there are to Christmas because it doesn't matter. The Prince of Christmas, the Prince of Peace is with me. By his very presence, he can combat the things that rob us of peace while also providing that very peace that we need. But all of that is getting ahead of ourselves. We haven't even opened our Bibles yet. We haven't even really jumped into this. And so let's jump in. But before we do, let's get ahead of ourselves one more time. And let's do that by looking at how we started. I started the service by saying, Shalom Alechem. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace. Uh, And in this series, we're going to be talking about peace, specifically in the book of Luke. We'll be talking about where it shows up because the absence of peace, the lack of peace is a really, really big deal. And so we started with peace be with you. We started with these words in Hebrew and Arabic, And these are all places where we see that the idea of peace is directly linked to God. Tim Keller describes the experience of biblical peace or shalom like this. He says, shalom experienced is multidimensional, complete well-being, physical, psychological, social, and spiritual. It flows from all of one's relationships being put right with God, within oneself, and with others. You know, it's that image of this all-encompassing, complete and total wholeness and peace and rightness that lies behind the edges of peace be with you. It lies at the edge of Merry Christmas. And it's really what our hearts are longing for in this season. Part of the reason that we want peace at Christmas, because we were promised peace through Christmas. If you were to open your Bible to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, you would find these words. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I just read that verse to you in the King James Version, which is not one that we normally use here at ECC. 
But I did so because growing up as a child, that's the version that I memorized and internalized. And for me, hearing that translation actually does the same thing as listing all of those anxieties and stressors that we did before, but in reverse. When I read those words, there's a piece of my spirit that actually believes and hears them and they begin to be reality. I experience the peace and the rightness and the wholeness that is supposed to be associated in this season because I heard those words in a way that was memorable. The Prince of Peace actually joins me in this moment. And so as we press into this Advent season, as we explore what the Prince of Peace has to say about peace, we're going to learn from the very words of Jesus. We're going to ask how we can take this peace and not just learn about it, but make it a reality in our lives. And my prayer and my, our prayer for all of you is that the Prince of Peace would preside more and more over your lives and over your homes and over your words and over this Advent season and this Christmas because it is after peace that our Lord and Savior is named as the Prince of Peace. And so as we jump into this, if you have your Bible, I encourage you to open it to Luke chapter 2, where we'll be in verses 8 through 14. If you don't have a Bible at home, uh, just open your Version Bible app. You can download that from the App Store and join us. Because you see on a quiet night, not unlike the one we're recording this on, about 2,000 years ago, there were shepherds watching over their sheep. Read with me here in Luke chapter 2. It says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a great multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know, we find ourselves when we're bearing the weight of this season, of all the chaos that we just described, we find ourselves in a really similar place to where these shepherds find themselves, right? They're described as being filled with great fear. There are moments in the Advent season that that's how I would describe myself, as filled with great fear. And yet the angel meets these shepherds with a message that's going to combat that fear and that anxiety. You see, the angel rebukes the natural state of the shepherds and invites them into something bigger than their fear, bigger than their concern. He says, don't be afraid of this terrifying encounter with an angel and soon to be a host, a multitude of angels, which really feels unfair, right? Sounds terrifying to me, but no, no, don't be afraid. But the angel says, you cannot be afraid because the news that we bring is so great, it is way bigger than the fear or surprise or shock that you might be experiencing at a host of heavenly angels appearing in your field. See, that fear was soon to be replaced with the awe and the mystery and the wonder of the shalom bringer of the Messiah, of the Savior being born that very night. And so friends, if you're here with us tonight or if you're joining us online, what was true for the shepherds then is true for us today. And that's that the arrival of the Prince of Peace, that's good news. It was good news then 
and it's good news now. The arrival of the Prince of Peace is good news. And it's such good news that the fear doesn't stand a chance in comparison. Let me tell you, the number of lyrics that popped into my head while writing this sermon is, is crazy. I don't know if it's because the angels are singing or what, but like I just kept having lyrics pop into my head. And maybe you can guess which ones popped into my head here. But, but I picture these shepherds literally walking the streets on their way to find this baby wrapped in swaddling claws lying in a manger going, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. We're shepherds looking for Jesus, right? That's what I picture. I picture them walking and singing that and experiencing that. That is what the Prince of Peace's arrival does. He drives out fear and gives you a reason to celebrate. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm in the presence of the Prince of Peace. But the truth is, those shepherds, their situation didn't change when the angels came down. The angels didn't take their heavenly army and immediately make them lords of the land. They didn't give them riches. They didn't change their situation at all. They were still shepherds. They you know, got to go see Jesus and then returned to their fields. Their economic situation didn't change. The Romans didn't magically disappear. They either had families that they were away from while watching their sheep, or they didn't have families to return to when they were done. None of that changed for these shepherds. And yet the angel tells them that this is good news and great joy and that they shouldn't be afraid. It was good news and great joy for all people. It was a world-changing, earth-shaking moment that cast out fear, but met them in the situation they were at without changing it. This is part of the peace that the Prince of Peace can bring to this Advent. We can get so caught up in the Christmas season that we forget what it's really about. Do you guys remember a few years ago where there was that whole thing of like, you don't say Merry Christmas, you say Happy Holidays, and people were like, no, and then it was like, you're taking the Christ out of Christmas. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I think the people taking Christ out of Christmas is us. It's me, right? I'm the one who removes Christ from Christmas and focuses instead on my fears and my anxieties and my stressors and all the work I have to do and all the things. You know, we, we take the emphasis off of where it's supposed to be. We let our own personal fears sneak in and forget the message of peace that is joy to all the people. The message that the arrival of Jesus was a peace-bringing moment for everyone that didn't come through a heavenly invasion, but instead came with a baby's birth a moment that didn't change situations except for Mary and Joseph. Anyone here get to visit a a newborn baby recently, get to hold like a little baby? Okay, nobody in this room has. Maybe, okay, we have a couple, good. Uh, Maybe you did in the past and it's not as fresh. But either way, my moments of remembering newborns, whether it was right in the hospital or shortly having come home, what matters in that room? It's the baby. Right, you want to make sure the mom's okay and like, yeah, the dad is there. And like, <laughs> you try to remember the, the siblings so they don't feel left out, but everybody's there to see the baby. Everybody's there to see the baby. It's all about the baby. Part of the good news that Christmas brings us, it's all about the baby. It's the fact that God himself would care not just to fix our situation with a heavenly army, but to enter into it. 
He cares enough about our individual cares and worries and fears and problems not to fix them, but to enter into them and be present. What we forget so often in this Christmas season is that it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about him. God saved us, not so that we could be more about us or better about us, but so we could be better about him. You know, the old hymn says it really well. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful faith, face, and then the things of earth will all get better and your situation will be perfect. No, it says, then the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Everything fades except for that newborn baby, except for Jesus. One way that our fear in the Christmas season is replaced by peace is by turning our attention away from ourselves and toward the hope that the Prince of Peace brings. Advent is a reminder that we're part of something that's a lot bigger than us. It doesn't mean that our cares and concerns don't matter, right? Hear me here. It doesn't mean that God wants you to ignore or pretend that they're not there. It doesn't mean that because of Christmas, they go away. They probably won't. The shepherds still had all of their shepherdly problems. But what it does mean is that we get to be a part of the glorious plan of God that is so much bigger than you or I. The glorious plan that from the moment of creation, God started and said, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna enter into this on that day in Bethlehem and start something that changes everything for everyone. That doesn't fix one moment in time, but fixes every moment in every time for all of eternity. And he did it through the birth of a child. Guys, Christmas is all about God's glory. That's what the angels say. That's their first comment after giving the content of their message, right? Glory to God in the highest. When we let Advent do what it's supposed to do, when we focus back on God and praise him and glorify him in this experience, I believe we can experience some of the shalom that we are supposed to, some of the peace that we've been so desperately looking for. Because that's what we were created to do, to bring glory to God. And what better moment than Christmas to do that? What better way to bring glory to the glorious one, to celebrate the only one who is truly and fully worth celebrating, to bask in the unwavering perfection of the Prince of Peace himself. Now, I told you there were a lot of song lyrics that came to mind, and it wasn't just the ones I shared earlier. But when I think about this message from the angels, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. There's another song that that comes to mind for me. See, the angels tell us that the peace that Jesus brings is among those with whom God is pleased. And we sing a song called Firm Foundation with these words. It says, I've got peace that makes no sense. Peace that makes no sense. And the truth is, as followers of Jesus, we do and we don't. We, we do have peace that makes no sense. And it makes no sense because anyone looking on the outside would say, there's no reason you should have peace. Why do you have peace in this moment? I was just talking with someone who had experienced extraordinary uh, tragedy in their life. And by following Jesus, by submitting it to Jesus, it didn't change any of that tragedy. But she said, I have peace about this because I trust Jesus. 
It doesn't make sense from the outside. And yet for those of us on the inside, when we recognize that the Prince of Peace is in it with us, it makes all the sense in the world. If I have the creator of the universe standing by with me, the one who had a plan from the beginning, do I think he can't figure out my problem or at least be with me in it so that I can get through it to the other side and see what his plan is? That peace makes all the sense in the world. When I picture peace that makes no sense, I picture a sinking ship and a lifeboat heading away from it and a little girl in her father's arms asleep. There's no reason that little girl should have peace except she's in her daddy's arms and she doesn't know how things are going to fix, how they're going to get better. She's got peace that makes no sense. Guys, this Advent, spend some time in the arms of the Prince of Peace. We started this service with the phrase, peace be with you. We talked about the peacefulness of new fallen snow and and that feeling that we get around the Christmas season. But the peace I want to invite you into this Advent is bigger than that. It's fuller than that. You see, the peace the Bible describes, the peace that the angels proclaim, and the peace that Jesus offers isn't about just the absence of something. That'd be like saying that pizza is all about not having pineapple on it. And if you need teaching on this, I will explain to you why that's the truth. It would be like saying a Chicago dog is about not having ketchup on it. It'd be like saying snow camp is about going to a camp where there's snow. All those things are true, but it's not about the thing that's lacking, right? That The grass at snow camp. If you've been to snow camp, you know it's about way more than that. It's about Yetis and Santa Assassin and a communion service and unforgettable skits and so, so much more. If you've had a Chicago dog, you know it's not about the ketchup. It's about all the other toppings and the amazing experience. And don't get me started on pizza. Shalom, peace, is not just about the absence of strife and worry and fear and anxiety. The word is so much bigger than that. It's about the presence of something greater and the presence of someone greater. As you experience those peaceful moments this Advent season, there's going to be plenty of not peace that tries to fill it. There's going to be plenty of peace robbers that sneak their way into your life and try to rip away the peace that you should have. I invite you to fill those peaceful moments with something bigger, with someone bigger and more complete than any of that could ever be. Invite Jesus to take his rightful place as the Prince of Peace in those peaceful moments and the anxious ones. Remember that he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This Advent season, we can all remember the message to the shepherds of good news and great joy. That unto you, unto you was born this day, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This Savior, by his death and resurrection, can be present with each and every one of us in each and every moment that this Advent and this new year brings. And so I want to conclude our time together by asking the question we started with. Where do you need the fullness of peace this Christmas season? Where do you need the Prince of Peace to show up and provide his presence? 
Where do you need the prince to reign this coming year? Invite him in and receive what the angels offered to the shepherds on that dark and starry night in Bethlehem. They gave them hope. The prince offers us something bigger. He offers us a season that can bring all the things that accompany God's glory and our good in their full and rightful end. We have a hope for a Christmas day that never ends. May we learn to live in the peace of that hope just a little bit more this Advent season. Now, originally I was going to end there, but the truth is that's easier said than it is done. It's really hard to put that into practice. And so God has been challenging me to do this in a way, and I want to share it with you as we close. God has been challenging me in those moments where I feel like my peace is being robbed, where I don't understand what's happening and I don't know what to do, to recognize that he's bigger than I think he is. There's a song that says it better than I will that I want to close with called Bigger Than I Thought. And the lyrics go like this. Speak to me when the silence steals my voice. You understand me. Come to me in the valley of unknowns. You understand me. So I throw all my cares before you. My doubts and fears don't scare you. You're bigger than I thought you were. I stop all negotiations with the God of all creation. You're bigger than I thought you were. I believe, but help my unbelief. You understand me. Help me reach the faith that's underneath. You understand me. And the bridge of the song ends with the words, I will rest in the Father's hands. Leave the rest in the Father's hands. As we progress into this Advent season, let's become a community that embodies these things, that rests in the hands of the Father no matter our situation. May we be a place that truly promotes love and peace and joy and patience and kindness in ever-increasing ways as we welcome the coming kingdom of God and as we celebrate the reality of Emmanuel, of the Prince of Peace, with us. He's with us this Christmas season, today, and every day from here on out. Father, we thank you that that is true that you understand us, that you stand with us, and that at moments you carry us. God, we commit this Advent season, this moment, and everything that comes after it to you. Teach us to see how you're with us, and may you receive glory from the way that we celebrate who you are and what you've done. May this season truly be one of not just a peace, but your peace. In Christ's name, amen.